It's easy to have faith when life is good. Faith in humanity, faith in the goodness and meaning of life, and faith that behind it all, there is a real God who is with us and loves us. But then life happens, real life, hard life. Nothing turns out quite like we think it will. If you've been there or if you are there right now, I get it. Boy, do I get it. And that is why I am glad you are here. Because when you and I choose to pull together rather than push apart, the very thing that held the power to destroy us becomes the means to helping us find the life and relationships we've always been looking for. I'm Michelle Cachette, and welcome to This Undone Life Together. All right, so today I wanted to tell you about something I'm terrible at. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this, seriously. I'm about to jump on here and tell you how amazing I am at something, but not today. Today I'm going to tell you something that I have not historically been very good at, and I'm intentionally working on. In fact, I've been working on it quite a bit for the last couple of years, uh, and I've made great strides in my professional life. However, still bombing in my personal life. <laughs> so if you ever wanted to hear about my failures, today is your day. All right, so today I'm talking about the five necessary skills to learn how to listen. And you realize that if you like jump off at this point and decide not to listen to this video anymore, um, I can't help you. <laughs> Okay, the truth is, is we all need to learn how to listen better. I've never met anybody who has completely perfected the art of listening. And so this is a skill that all of us can improve on. Uh, and uh, I would say, and I'm guessing many of you would agree, that it's a skill we're much better at with friends and acquaintances than we are with our family, our spouses, our extended family, relatives, and our, let's just say, teenage children. Oh, Jesus save. Okay, so I, uh, a few, gosh, it's been a while now, but my fourth grade daughter came home from school with a homework assignment, and um, frankly, I didn't want to take the time to help her with it. She needed help, and I'm like, you can do this yourself. You are perfectly capable. Well, as it turns out, her homework assignment was to work on listening skills with an adult. So pretty much I got a big fat F from the very beginning. Uh, but as I read her homework assignment, uh, I, I learned something. <laughs> Who knew I could learn from fourth grade homework? But this homework assignment listed the necessary skills for listening. And so I wanted to share them with you. I've added some of my own notes and thoughts as well. But there's really five necessary skills for being the kind of person who really is a good listener. Uh, and as I just said, we typically can do this fairly well uh, with uh, people we work with or with acquaintances or even our friends. Uh, but where we really fail is when the relationship is more personal and has higher stakes. Uh, it's the high stake relationships that are the ones that uh, often make it uh, that much more difficult to listen because we feel the pressure, the anxiety build up. Okay, so the very first step to being the kind of person who knows how to listen is to listen to the other person's words, okay? To focus on the other person's words. 
Now that sounds obvious, but the thing is, is usually when we're in a high stakes conversation, we focus on the other person's body language, we focus on their emotions, we focus on their tone of voice. <laughs> we start to read into everything that's happening, right? Uh, so we focus, and worst of all, we focus on what we're gonna say next. So we really don't focus on the other person's words. Uh, we pick up all the external emotional cues and we have an instinctual response by then diving into our own need to respond or retaliate or defend or whatever. And so we very rarely focus on another person's words. So what we really need to do is focus on the other person's words, not your own point of view, not your rebuttal, not your um, argument that you're going to make in just a minute, and definitely not on their emotion or body language. I mean, those can be important clues, but you don't want to so hone in on their emotional response in this in this conversation, this high stakes conversation, that uh, that you are only focusing on their emotion and body language, and you're not focusing on really what they're saying. So, number one, focus on the person's words. Sounds simple, but I dare you the next time you're in a high stakes conversation um, to stop and really consider how well you're listening to their words. Number two, don't interrupt. Even if you want to, even if they say something that's absolutely inaccurate, <laughs> even if they say something that you don't agree with, even if they say something that you think is utterly ridiculous, don't interrupt. Uh, the moment we interrupt, and boy, this is so hard for me, because when I hear something that's unjust or unfair or inaccurate, I immediately want to correct it. I want to fix it. I want to set the record straight. Uh, but the moment we interrupt, uh, it becomes an adversarial relationship. Interrupting is never helpful, never helpful. Um, so don't interrupt. Let them finish their thought. Now. If you're in a conversation with someone who constantly dominates the conversation, you know the person who speaks for 15 minutes without shutting up, God love them. Uh, and I've done that on occasion, oh, probably more than occasion. If, if that's how, then later you might want to have a conversation about how next time we have a, an intense conversation, can we, can we take turns? Can we set, you know, try to do it in short sound bites rather than 15 minute long rants? And so you can have a conversation about that later, but in the heat of the moment, high stakes conversation, don't interrupt. Let them finish their thought before you say anything. So one, focus on the person's words. Two, don't interrupt. Three, make eye contact. This is hard at times. By the way, I've noticed it's become more of a rarity in our current culture. In fact, when I go for a walk, Outside, very rarely will people that I pass may make eye contact with me. But the thing is, is we don't trust people who don't make eye contact. Eye contact is a means of true connection and establishing trust. If you think of somebody who has shifty eye contact, they're usually trying to sell you a really bad used car. So <clears throat> we want to make eye contact. When someone won't dignify you, with looking you in the eye, when you won't dignify somebody else by looking in the eye, you're communicating that they're not worth your time and that they're not of any value to you. So if we want to up the value of the conversation and the, uh, the honor in the conversation, make eye contact. Now this doesn't mean you glare at them. It's so funny. You know, it's always the teenagers or preteens when you tell them to look at me in the eye and then they like glare at you. <laughs> 
That's not exactly what I was talking about. So we're not talking about glaring at the person and giving them a big, fat, dirty look. We're talking simply, just look them in the eye. And you listen, you look them in the eye, and you communicate, I value you. You are worth my time, whether or not we agree, whether or not I see things the same as you. I want to hear what you have to say. What you have to say matters to me. All right, so number three, make eye contact. Number four. Now, this one is really the test of your maturity. Ask questions to find out more. Ask questions to find out more. If you are only interested in getting out of the conversation as fast as possible, you won't have any need to ask questions. It will be a complete waste of time for you. It will be an annoying, you won't want to ask any questions, right? Because your aim is to get out of the conversation as fast as possible. If you are only engaged in the conversation so you can adequately develop your um, verbal defense, <laughs> you won't ask questions because you will wait for the first break in conversation, for the first moment that they take a breath to immediately launch into your, um, your alternative point of view, right? But when you ask questions to find out more, it shows that you are interested in what the other person has to say, that you're not just tolerating them, but you want to know them and connect with them and be close to them on a deeper level. Uh, that you aren't just about your own agenda, that the primary goal in this conversation isn't your agenda, but it's actually the relationship. Uh, unfortunately, more times than not in high stakes conversation, uh, we prioritize our own position over the person. We prioritize our own agenda over the relationship. Uh, and if really that is your only goal, if your only goal is to be right, then disregard all of this. If your only goal is to be right, then by, me, by all means, just defend yourself like crazy. But if your goal is to be close, if your goal is to be close, to be connected, to be in a healthy, um, mutually reciprocal relationship, then, then that means ask questions to find out more. You really know a person's maturity uh, according to their ability to tolerate asking questions, even when they're uncomfortable. So even when you disagree with their stance, even when you don't like what they had to say, even when you think they may be borderline crazy for what they just said, your ability to hang in there and ask questions really demonstrates your ability to be emotionally mature and healthy in a relationship. So try it out. See if you can develop the skills to simply ask questions to find out more. And then number five, uh, and at the risk of sounding like a therapist, because any of you who have gone to a therapist have probably heard this at some point in time, you repeat what you heard to show that you understand, just to make sure that you both are on the same wavelength, that you both are hearing each other well, and that communication is really happening. Because just because you communicated clearly, just because the other person communicated clearly, doesn't mean you guys are really meeting at a place of, of true communication. So uh, repeating what you heard, saying this is what I heard you say. I heard you say that you need me to communicate um, appointments and dates and times 
more further ahead of time so that way you're not scrambling at the minute at last minute that you don't like last minute changes of plans and if I could communicate that to you earlier that would really help you and help strengthen our relationship is that accurate uh, and then they can tell you yes or no that is what they were trying to say and if there's any inaccuracies then you can dig a little deeper to make sure that connection happens that there's real clarity uh, it's so important in communication that there's true clarity and most times we're so busy fighting to be heard that we never spend the time or the energy to make sure we're both clear on what we're trying to say and what needs to happen next so focus on the other person's words don't interrupt so hard uh, see, I fail right there so often because my impulsive I want to correct everything so focus on the other person's words don't interrupt make eye contact ask questions to find out more and then finally repeat what you heard to show that you understand now before I wrap this up I know there's some of you who are sitting there right now saying uh, well there's this one person, it may be a spouse, a parent, a friend, a child, whatever, um, who no matter how much I try to listen to them, they never let me talk. It's always one-sided. Anybody have a relationship like that? Um, the truth is, is you can't do anything about what they do or don't do. You can do nothing about them. All you can control is yourself. Uh, and I've had... Uh, I've had relationships that were very much one-sided like that where I needed to do all the listening but they never really circled around to truly hear what I had to say and to ask me questions to find out more about my position and there's nothing more defeating in a relationship than one that continues to not be reciprocal uh, that is truly one-sided however no amount of nagging them to listen to you is going to make them listen to you. It's just not, unfortunately. If they don't want to step up and be mature enough to know how to handle themselves in the relationship, to know how to communicate, you can't make it happen. In fact, the more you try to force it, the less they're probably going to do it. Um, that's, a, that's a maturity need in their life, and you can't make it happen. They have to make the decision to do that. However, what you can do is you can become truly a master at listening yourself and do listen as well as you can it will give you lots of practice right and there may be times you need to set some boundaries on that relationship you know listen but to say you know what I want to make sure you're heard but I do have limits I can't do this all day um, so you may need to set some boundaries you may need to talk to a counselor or a friend or a mentor to get some advice in that relationship um, but ultimately what you need to know and what I need to know is you and I can only control ourselves and I've just decided, I mean, I have just made a decision, a choice, that I want to be the kind of person who knows how to listen well, regardless of who I'm talking to. So I'm going to learn how to do that. I'm going to commit to these steps. I'm going to keep practicing and then apologizing when I don't get it right. And whether or not the person across from me ever learns how to reciprocate, that's really not my business. My business is to make sure that I am the kind of person that I want to be. And so I'm going to set out to master as much as I can, master these skills for listening. So one more time, focus on the other person's words. Two, don't interrupt. Three, make eye contact. Four, ask questions to find out more. Gosh, that's such a beautiful step. I highly encourage that. And then five, repeat what you heard to show you understand. Now, Final little challenge for y'all. I want you to pick one to work on this week. Don't try to become a master in seven days on all five of these. Pick one. 
post it somewhere, put it up somewhere. I have a post-it note. I'm going to actually take this with me into a team meeting that I'm doing this week. Focus on one. Work on it for seven days. The other thing you can do is take all five of these and engage in a conversation about these listening skills with your family or your colleagues or your children. Um, because what happens is the more that we talk about them, we actually learn them. We, we learn what we teach often. So talk about them. Uh, create opportunities to practice with each other, especially in safe relationships. Uh, but uh, create opportunities for conversation around listening. And you may learn that certain people in your family or close circles of friendships uh, really are appreciate your willingness to talk about listening skills because what that's doing is telling them, I do want to hear you. I want to hear what you say, and I don't always handle that very well. But these are five steps I'd like all of us to work on. Can we practice this together? So. I hope that's helpful for you all this week. Life is complicated. It's not easy doing this undone life together, but sometimes just having an extra tool in our pocket will help minimize some of the stress and pain that we bump into every single day. I hope you all have a great Wednesday. As always, I love doing this life with you. Have a good one. Whatever led you here today, I want you to know two things before you go. You aren't alone, not even close. And two, you matter and your story matters. We need you more than you know. Thank you for joining me today, my friends. Have a question or comment? Share it below, please. Do you know a loved one who could use a little hope and community too? Share this episode with them. And to be sure you don't miss our time together, subscribe to this podcast and my YouTube channel, and you'll be notified each time I post a new episode. Until then, brothers and sisters, I love you. And I love doing this undone life together.